Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Radhanelia. I am so happy to be back with you all. It has been a while. I have been traveling and experiencing lockdown in the Philippines, but um, now that I have some good Wi-Fi, I'm ready to share with you the latest and greatest, which is Mars Retrograde. And... Of course, I'm bringing on Miss Sarah Pa'ah. She's our evolutionary astrologer. She has so much to share today. I'm so excited that we are going to dive right in so you can have a clear understanding of what's going on with the energies and how to be empowered to work with them. Astrology is all about empowerment. And everything that I share is about empowerment. It's about learning and growing and using the energies to propel us forward, whether they're considered positive or negative. Energy can be transmuted, and we are the alchemists of our life. So let's dive right in now. Hi, Sarah. Welcome back. Hi, Radha. It's so good to be back. It's wonderful to have you. And I'm very excited that you're going to be sharing what is going on astrologically. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a lot, for sure. So we're starting off with Venus in Cancer. What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a perfect time to connect because this Venus in Cancer, it's coming towards the end, end of that transit which means that Venus in Cancer is making her oppositions to all of that heavy Capricorn energy that we've all been experiencing all year, as we know, Mm -hmm. with Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, all still in Capricorn. And oppositions really talk about in astrology this need for integration, these two opposing sides of one whole. And so Venus in Cancer, I really see this, especially this week going into next, leading up to this Pisces, full moon is this really important time for integrating our heart, for coming back to the feminine, coming back to just the heart of the matter and really connecting to letting the feelings of everything that's happened this year so far kind of process and move through so that we can come back to this wholeness and kind of this fresh starting for moving towards the end of the year, the the final, the final lap. I yeah it's been a marathon it feels like it's been a marathon of just um kind of emotionally staying balanced you know with all of the ups and downs going on in the world and all around us and i think also energetically speaking with all of the planets um moving about (laughs) and you were saying that you know you had you had this amazing dream that came to you that had to do with Venus and Cancer and the feminine. Mm, yes. So as we know, this year's been a lot that has to deal with the feminine and the masculine energies kind of healing their relationship together. Mm. So um, we had the Venus retrograde earlier this year, and that was really a big opportunity for just uh, a reviewing and healing and a revitalization of our feminine energies mm-hmm. and so it feels like we've really come to a place where there is if we're available to it there is a mature feminine energy available in my dreams last night my dreams have been so potent which i know a lot of people's have because the collective unconscious is so awake <laughs> um, but it's been really a beautiful way to kind of get the visual of what's happening and my dreams last night were really this mature feminine confronting the toxic masculine that's been in authority that's been in power um kind of just almost an inherited place of power Mm -hmm. been passed down and because of its birthright so to speak because it's always been there it's just kind of inherited this power and hasn't really had to work for it in a sense, hasn't had to have the integrity Mm. character um, to really back the authority that it's had. And the feminine in my dream was presenting this, um, this older masculine with this new masculine. She was presenting this new masculine that she was introducing to the old masculine 
and the old masculine just kind of blew it off, kind of blew her off. <laughs> and, and proceeded to then go into some of those old kind of toxic masculine um, expressions of really just kind of discarding the feminine, really mm-hmm. of using the feminine almost, it's like when we need the feminine, using the feminine, but not appreciating or respecting the feminine. It's not this true and genuine reciprocity. It's mm-hmm. not appreciation for the qualities the feminine brings. It's kind of like, oh, when I need you to show up and say the right thing, or almost like I imagine like a couple, like a, a man in power who has his feminine wife on his arm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like her image, you know, like she's part of his image to uphold this image. And she's in my dream, she just honestly got super fed up with it and came to a place where she just confronted this masculine energy and said, you know, your voice has power, your presence has power, but your authority has no more power because there's no there's no in- integrity, there's no actual character. And so she really just confronted and walked away from this toxic masculinity and decided by the end of the dream, it was just this mature feminine is really birthing and transforming a new mature masculine from herself. So completely mm. something new, something that hasn't been. It's no longer just passing on this this kind of perceived power or authority. It's really bringing something new in from this connected place, connected with the feminine, connected with each other, you know? Hmm. It's so powerful. Wow. What an amazing dream. And it speaks volumes to the feminine stepping into her own authority and, you know, um, turning, I guess, turning it up from, from arm candy to being the authority of her own voice, of her own life. And and that that is a very important voice, too. The divine feminine voice is very important. Um, and, and, you know, how, how is this also helping the masculine heal as far as this energy goes and as far as the astrology how is this shifting masculine to step into his divine self rather than the toxic old patterning of the archaic patriarchal past yeah that i love that you just asked that question and i think that that's exactly what the masculine needs to be asking itself and what we all need to be asking ourselves Um, What I perceive and really what we can bring in with the astrology is we know that Mars is currently in Aries and it's going to be going through an extended stay here. It's going to be having its retrograde in Aries from September 9th through November 13th. And so this really speaks volumes to this masculine energy going through this transformation. Um, And really it it's it's getting rid of shedding healing those toxic masculine roots that are based in fear that kind of come from this place of unhealthy independence Mm. um, unhealthy need to prove oneself to to get a sense of self-worth or self-value from staking claim and proving oneself through achievement through control um these are all things that this toxic masculinity is is no longer going to be effective. It's just no longer effective to leave out the feminine in the things that we do. And the masculine energy is how how do we take action towards our goals, towards our desires? How do we reach for what it is that we want? And do we take into consideration how that's impacting not only ourselves, but the people around us? And not only the people around us, but how about our future, right? Like our future selves. And um, so really opening the scope so that we're not so myopically focused on coming from this wounded place of needing to prove ourselves, mm. needing to also it's it's a it's a lack of trust, right? So this unhealthy masculine that thinks that it needs to do everything on its own and kind of wrong arm its way through through life um, mm-hmm. is is also speaking to that hidden fear or that hidden belief that it won't be supported, mm. that a part isn't supported by something greater than ourselves or supported by the feminine or supported by others. So there mm. might be wounds or trauma from our past that are gonna be coming up and 
really it's an opportunity to be healed but it's going to require that humility of the masculine mm. you know coming forward into a new power of the new powers of humility and and also giving the feminine support to step into her power so seeing the feminine stepping into her power and then really supporting that really cheering for that really being an ally for that and so we no longer have this aggression and this defensiveness but we're ready to evolve into a more conscious conflict on i think as human beings this is kind of we can see on a collective level with all of these things coming to surface all of these problems that need to be addressed but how mm-hmm. will we address them you know and mm-hmm. this is where it comes into are we able to have a conscious conversation <clears throat> able to stay cool calm and collected are we able to self assert without being aggressive or causing harm mm and listening kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no that sounds really good i love this term conscious conflict it makes a lot of sense and it resonates because um you know and in in we were just speaking about like being able for the masculine to be in humility and to be able to hear the feminine and not to um brush away you know like concerns or that's not important or that's just a you know feminine talking it's like it's important to validate and mm-hmm. to honor the feminine because the world to me the way i see it is widely imbalanced because of a lot of toxic masculine arch- archetypes let's just put it that way right so we are recoding at the moment you know and these these energies that come from the astrological changes they actually i believe they recode us because they're pushing us to change they're they're asserting us to leave behind old patternings by experiencing them in real time examining them and working through them you know so this is this is amazing i love i love that term conscious conflict because i think that's how we are going to be able to move through things and conflict is a part of life it's not always just it's love and light but it's love and light and conscious conflict sometimes too you know totally so. and i i think that this mars retrograde you know mars retrograde in aries is kind of like sometimes the retrograde it, it reminds me of when you get a reversed card in a tarot reading where it can mean there's a lack of that energy or it can be that energy read to the extreme so it's it's an imbalance of that energy potentially and that's kind of what's happening with mars and aries as well potentially through this retrograde in conflict we're going to see or when we feel challenged do we shut down and completely come into a defenseless helpless kind of victimized state or do we overcompensate with an aggression um a defensiveness and an inability to to keep the conversation open to actually have this healthy conflict to self assert right to have boundaries mm-hmm. but to do so in a mature way and so it's going to be important for people to know that in the coming months it's going to be extra dry and extra hot <laughs> with this mars retrograde so tempers will be shorter irritabilities will be higher mm-hmm. and this is really the that's why it's so important when we talk about bringing in the feminine that humility of the masculine within ourselves as well even as women to mm-hmm. be able to say i'm overheated i'm dried out i need that support of those feminine principles which are connection and rest mm-hmm. honoring the timing and cycles of things mm-hmm. i think that's another part of this too is um is is can the feminine or can the masculine or can we and in our internal masculine in the way that we create and manifest and happen can we come into a more co-creative and respectful place with the divine timing of things with the cycles of creation are we letting things go as often as we're seeking to create and bring things in mhm you know? mhm yeah that makes sense we have to make room for the new and i think that's precisely what we're doing by allowing all of this this heat to rise really it's all mm-hmm. bubbling to the surface and we can see it everywhere 
and we can feel it because it's you know we we are a collective consciousness so whether we like it or not we do feel the collective energies and it's underlying almost like it's just underlying tone you know that we carry with us we carry carry that energy with us and um finding a way for us to to find balance but i but i think sometimes we need these heavy hitters to come in and to cause this um trigger in order for us to heal because we have to feel in order to heal right exactly exactly and i think that it's also going to give us the opportunity like you said for these triggers to come up to see what get what causes or ignites our instinct to fight to go mm-hmm. to war to see ourselves as separate from somebody else or from life itself and to kind of go into that fight mode and really recognizing how much energy we exert in that process and is it really worth it so choosing our battles is also going to be really important um this mars square saturn throughout this the remainder of this year really speaks to this need and this force because a square is kind of this forced growth or forced challenge it's a really intense um kind of butting of heads of these two energies and saturn is is kind of stopping mars or limiting mars or causing mars to feel really drained of energy so it doesn't have as much of its force or its mm. power so that really teaches us how do we conserve our energy how do we it re-strategize the way that we are participating in conflict or even in ourselves right so if mm-hmm. we're working we're pushing it ahead and we're meeting frustration after frustration or obstacle after do we just keep using our energy to push further and further and further until we burn out all of our resources mm-hmm. and we stop to just contemplate and reflect on maybe there's a different way mm. maybe maybe there's a more efficient way maybe there's an easier way maybe i can delegate here or um maybe actually stopping and resting would actually move me farther ahead mm. yes that makes so much sense so learning how to find the spaces in between and to breathe into the spaces so that we can revitalize ourselves and it's a lot of heavy energy like mars is the planet of war is that right yeah and and it's in its natural home sign of aries mm-hmm. so it's the ruler of aries and aries is the archetype of the warrior mm. wow so and then we have um jupiter pluto conjunction now what does that even mean <laughs> yeah so real quick before we go to that i want to just give a little bit more about that mars and the warrior energy mm-hmm. um to me is so when we think about the warrior it's like at first we have that warrior who has just enlisted for battle and it's like their first mission or their first um battle that they engage in and they have all this energy and enthusiasm and excitement they're mm-hmm. they're connected to that bravado that bravery that courage they're just ready to fight right um but saturn or kind of like the general of the army we could say for this for this depiction has been through many bad many times has mm-hmm. knows that a war is not won in a single battle mm-hmm. so of like the game test like it that warrior that new warrior that fresh warrior that fresh masculine or that immature masculine is great <laughs> is to be a warrior that wins wars versus a warrior that wins battles mm-hmm. which is driven by that pride or mm-hmm. that ego. ego yeah right and so i think what's really important is is mars doesn't really know it right now um but mars actually seeks to to receive what saturn and all this capricorn energy is forcing him to learn or forcing us to learn mm-hmm. is like you're going to be more effective you're going to be more efficient mm-hmm. you're going to be and you're going to have more authority and more power when you take a step back and actually develop more skills and more strategy and more discipline to whatever it is that you're moving into mm. in the few months of this year you wow. know that's interesting i've been thinking a lot about discipline lately too or just you know recently with um 
I've been t- choosing to wake up earlier, much earlier. <laughs> like, yeah. To enlist these disciplines that are strategically moving forward in in a, in a more steady way, if that makes any sense. Masculine model, but it's a, it's sort of like a healthy healthy model where there are structures. The masculine, I believe, is, you know, is that is more structured than the feminine is more fluid, right? We're just we're just more intuitive, more fluid. We go with the flow. The masculine energy archetype has much more structure. So we can use that Mars energy to create more and structure lives right now, too. And I think that that is what we can ride on as well. Totally. I mean, and that's where having this relationship where the feminine relies on the masculine and the masculine relies on the feminine and it's an equal and shared dynamic. It's again, that balance, that integration, you know, the masculine is the container, the Mm -hmm. masculine, it's that linear, consistent discipline, objectivity. And with that, that becomes the container that holds the feminine that creative life force that can that can flow that can move through its cycles that can have this really safe and reliable space and structure to know in this space and time i have all of the freedom to create whatever wants to come through me so it's like i'm at it's, it's i'm reminded of writers and how writers get through writer's block i don't know if you've ever heard this but is writers write that's how you get through mm-hmm. writers yeah so they, they literally lock themselves in a room turn off all distractions shut all doors you know turn off all the phones and they just take pen to paper and they just write and they set a certain amount of time and for that hour they force themselves to write or whatever it is so whatever it is for you there might be something that you have resistance to doing And so getting through that resistance is kind of just through that discipline and that consistency and just showing up to it Mm. until it feels safe. And then the feminine feels like, oh, you're not just using me to get something, you know, a one hit wonder writing piece. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you want to participate in the creative process. You're going to show up even when you don't get paid necessarily Mm -hmm. something in return. And I think that that's, you know, our create, our inner creative life force is going to feel more supported and more safe to come through in a stronger and an even stronger way, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that that's so beautifully explained because it's true. It's like the divine that that those archetypes really play into our lives because we have both the masculine and feminine within us. So we see that outwardly in relationships and we also carry that within ourselves in finding that we're showing up for ourselves every day and the feminine is seeking the masculine support of the consistency, right? Being consistent with your word, being consistent with your action, being consistent and not just using for the feminine energy power, um, whatever life force there is, you know, but being there because the masculine is showing up consistently, right? So if that if that was to be something within us, it'd be what part of us is are we inviting to show up consistently so that we feel safe and supported in moving forward, whether that be creatively or in some aspect of our life, right? So we have that opportunity to develop that relationship within. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's what's been coming to me in the last couple of weeks you know, this Virgo, we're in Virgo season now with the sun in Virgo. And it's such a perfect opportunity. Virgo season loves routines and the daily, the day-to-day grind. Like that is Virgo's, that's where Virgo shines is in those day-to-day moment-to-moment task orientation. And so if there's any new habits you want to instill, now is the time, like the Mm -hmm. time to get your body in order if there's any kind of detox or cleanse now is a perfect time um, to really cleanse and purify all of the systems and mm-hmm. our body, like so we can really assimilate and distill things our experiences through us more efficiently mm-hmm. and i've noticed that you know with the with a simple change like waking up earlier 
making that decision and showing up for it day after day, it, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. Like that commitment is contagious. That discipline is contagious. And what it's doing is it's building this self esteem and this self confidence in the background because you're showing yourself not through words, but through action. Mm. You can trust yourself. Oh, yes. That's huge. That's beautiful. And um, actually, I just had a, I just hired a trainer. So I've just been starting to work out you know, with a trainer three times a week and showing up. <laughs> and I'm like, today I, I woke up early and I was like, oh, I don't really want to go today. I'm feeling kind of tired. But I showed up and I slugged through it. And um, afterwards, I was like, I'm so glad I did that. Yes, yes, yes. But but before and during, I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. And... So having that kind of like, I'm in this for the long haul and really connecting to the deeper, a more pure, I guess, pure is the word, like a pure intention. It's a genuine intention. It's actually connected to the well-being of our physical body. It's not mm. just, it's some surface level or immediate gratification of having the right look yeah. or losing a certain amount of weight. And then you just go back to the old habits, you know, mm-hmm. you go back. I get to indulge here because I take care of myself. Yes. And that's that toxic masculinity, like scapegoating responsibility, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. You know, I did enough over here. I was responsible in this arena, so I don't have to do it over there. Um, And this is where it's like the maturity coming in of saying, I'm not doing this for anybody else, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing this for any surface level um you know maybe hidden desire to prove myself worth or whether that's to myself or anybody else it's like no i actually want to do this because i value my health Mm. my well-being i'm in this for the long haul Mm -hmm. this isn't just doing to do yeah exactly i know that i feel stronger throughout the whole day afterwards whereas if I'm if I don't move like that really hard in the morning, I notice that my days are a little they're you know they're a little more chill. But I I get a lot of strength and power through my mm. whole entire day by weightlifting, and yeah. it's such a difference than when I don't. So you know it is a sacrifice to one degree. It's discipline, but it's also rewarding me because I'm getting more work done and I'm being more productive, and that's priceless and I feel better you know so the discipline pays off yeah and I think that something that's important too and and it kind of ties back to that Venus and Cancer opposing all of this energy and Capricorn we're talking about is really connecting to the deeper desires and the and the deeper core values the things that really matter to you mm-hmm. you know and and that's that your why is what's going to drive you through that resistance. It's really going to carry you through Mm. is that you don't want to do it. It has to really matter. And so it's also this detoxing of things of not, we, there's not a lot of, it's again, this conservation of energy because it's like, there's not a ton of extra energy to just force ourselves to do the things that feel like obligations that aren't necessarily truly aligned with what we really want to do mm-hmm. really want to spend our time or the changes we really want to make and so that again is that is kind of that test of like mm-hmm. how bad do you really want what you say you want mm-hmm. are you willing to sacrifice what are you willing to put in for it and to wait too you know to wait yes and patience to- having I'm, I'm learning something about patience <laughs> <laughs> it's been actually it's been a long theme for me but this is only boosting it even more <laughs> yeah statement of yeah. patience well patience has been an ongoing theme i've been working with kuan yin for years on on patience but um but but you know it consistency is really good <laughs> you know consistency is really good and that's one thing we can give to ourselves, whatever that looks like, whether that be regular 
meditation practice, whether that be regular yoga or workout or waking up at a certain time or writing, no matter if you feel it or not, it's about showing up whether you really feel like it or not. And knowing that you, you're really holding yourself accountable because you're, that's also tough love. That's also tough love, self-love, right? And um, sometimes we need to give that to ourselves as well. You know? Well, that's, that's that mature feminine coming <laughs> and having something to teach the the masculine, which is going through a maturation, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then also like what you said about the disciplines, about cutting out what is not serving us, like so many distractions, right? And for me, I've been cutting out social media. I'm just not on there as much because I'm noticing that I'm more in real time when I'm not engaged as much. So I've been taking a break. I might jump on and just say hi every now and then, but I'm not as, it's not, it's not something I feel obligated to do. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's cleared up a lot of space for me in my life to be more creative again. So that, and that's also discipline because the monkey mind is always like, do, 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 oh, bored, let me scroll. And that, that can be a monkey mind activity. Whereas that mind if you just let it be still for a little bit and be in a space of nothingness what what comes forward might be much more helpful there's you know than just scrolling mindlessly right exactly that would be like the writer who has writer's block getting on instagram to get through writer's block (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, but i the word that's coming to me is boundaries and I think that we're learning a lot about boundaries as as another tool of maturity and of energy conservation and what are our boundaries for ourselves I think with social media that's been a huge thing for me to just kind of keep in check who's you know who's driving who here Mm -hmm. like what are why am I getting on? And is it really because I'm choosing to get on or do I feel pulled into this energy? Mm. And really just boundaries are really helping to stay conscious, Mm. right? Well, um, because I've already made that decision. So I've already made the decision of how often I will or will not get in. And if I go against that, it's a great opportunity for me to see, oh, why is that? Like, what is, again, that kind of scapegoat mentality that's revealing itself in that moment you know mm, that's <laughs> like, amazing <laughs> but it's, be- it's beautiful what what an amazing thing that we could be self-observing beings and not only that we can grow from our observation right yeah. now that's pretty cool <laughs> that's pretty yeah. that's pretty amazing you know we have that gift of being able to have a consciousness that's a rare spectacular gift I think that we don't really honor as much as we could and and just by knowing wow we can choose in each moment you know that that gives us that gives us our power back where whereas we live in a time right now where so many people feel powerless you know and how can we get our power back by being conscious in the moment you know by being by being able to make choices in in your life right now that affect you like day to day like how are you choosing are you choosing to watch the news 24 hours a day and get really upset and then get depressed and then you know go spiral 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 or can you do something can you make a different choice because you're conscious being and you realize when I watch the news two hours in a row or every single day I get stressed out you know what choice can I make instead is there a possibility of making these shifts now where we were driven by this compulsion maybe before because whereas there's consciousness there's also the monkey mind and the compulsiveness right so we can when we get conscious we can evaluate and decide what what's working and I think it's really good to make a list maybe of things that you feel are supporting and fueling you and activities and thoughts that are draining you of your life force you know totally I mean that's this is pretty much what coaching really is right for Mm -hmm. me and 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 my coach too is it's this is this process of tracking and really observing and, and almost running 
an experiment and a kind of in a curious place of really just self-observation like you said i love that i love that you the energy of how you express that around the gift that we have of the ability to do this and how many of us aren't using that <laughs> and how frustrating and draining that can feel when we're feeling stuck and we don't know what's wrong and it's like we'll just start in one place just start to notice you know take take one thing away and see what happens it's kind of like when we're doing different changes to our diet you know a lot of times what people will do is like cut one thing out and notice what happens mm-hmm. start going to the gym you know waking up early whatever it is just pick one thing to start or one area to start and then watch and observe and collect the data and take notes so then when the convuls- compulsions arise because they're going to it's not like we become conscious and suddenly we no longer have compulsions right mm-hmm. yeah of we, course um immature desires or temptations i mean we're still human we mm-hmm. still have animal instinct within us but now we have the space to observe it and to make a different choice and then to learn about it it's like oh where did that where did that compulsion come from and what is it seeking um that's been a big thing that's been coming up too just with recently with clients in session is this old dynamic of the compulsion of how we seek to achieve or get our goals met whether that's a goal of being um more successful in something we're doing to have you know better boundaries to feel healthier whatever it is but there's kind of this old boss like this old authority that's been in charge this old way of getting our needs met mm-hmm. that's all been in effect because it was created from an early conditioning right so from our early environment we learned okay this is how we get this need met this is how i develop this is how i i know that i will be loved this is how i know i will belong this is how i know i'm worthy etc etc in the the issue is that whatever that way was that we used to do whether it's being self-critical being a perfectionist being a people pleaser it's like those things work they mm-hmm. they work mm-hmm. to a certain extent those compulsions mm-hmm. work to a certain extent but once you become conscious at a certain level they're actually no longer effective mm-hmm. so there's like this disconnect right but it's we're not we're becoming aware of it currently it feels mm-hmm. like we're currently I mean and now we're having this opportunity to say okay this this people pleasing what does it want for me what is it what is it desiring to to create and then we can look at that intention we can have gratitude thank you people pleasing like you have the best intention you're so innocent and up until this point you've worked so effectively but the strategy is just no longer working and i'm going to do something different right mm. So now implementing a new strategy um in into our lives. So I think that Yes, that- yes. That makes so much sense to me it's redefining success. Mm, yes. Mhm. Because maybe an old way of that we coped with trauma was <laughs> was doing one thing that we knew people would get the right reaction out of people all the time. If we people please, people will like us, right? and that was maybe a survival mechanism and it worked and it works but yeah when when you get to a certain place of consciousness you're like well i i don't i don't feel really great about people pleasing anymore because it doesn't really feel genuine to my soul you know and i kind of want to just be speak my truth whether that's you know whether that looks pleasing or not and that that could be very scary that could be very um threatening to the old paradigm the old way of being because that part that was we were protecting maybe even right from getting hurt again and so it's, it's there's a lot of vulnerability going on right now there's a lot of vulnerability we're peeling the layers and whether we like it or not they're being peeled off of us because there's just no more there's no more room for that and I think I think though when people get really afraid they can either go deeply deeply back into the old patterning as a survival mechanism you know or we can choose to to release a lot of that right now 
and it's an opportunity because you see this everywhere i mean people are triggered and that's another reason why i'm not going online as much because it is like world war three online if you go on facebook and you're like i don't want to i don't want to be part of these you know fights going on it's just not really it's not really good for my soul to be warring you know with people about about my opinion your opinion this is right this is wrong it doesn't feel empowering for anyone right it's like the ego on fire it's not it's not empowering or productive i guess we could say yeah productive <laughs> yeah that's not changing yeah. anything <laughs> right right i do love that you brought in the the vulnerability that's connected to all of this um i think it's so important this is where this Venus and Cancer is really helping us to really stay connected to the emotional body and the sensitivity to what's happening, to not force ourselves out of an old pattern, but actually to lean in and welcome that old pattern. So how can we soften ourselves into a more receptive place where, okay, we see that that's not effective. We see that that's not serving us, but we don't need to judge that or reject that. because it comes from such an innocent place. And like we've talked about, like it was a survival strategy that thank God we came up with at that time or we probably wouldn't have survived or had our needs met. So really staying connected to ourselves through that Mm. while also moving forward so that we can integrate and mature that back into a wholeness. And it's more of like an energy reclamation Mm. instead of a shedding off you know i really like that word softening that's that spoke to me as you were explaining you know where as the patterns are coming up we can soften and integrate Mm -hmm. that's beautiful the softening because the first reaction is usually defensive right if we feel in any way threatened so the softening it's so good. I like that. That's beautiful. It feels very feminine and healing and very cancerian. Yeah. Well, and this is this is that masculine getting help from that mature feminine. This is where the feminine is so available to support us right now and it's kind of that it's very progressive, right? At this point to to choose the route of softening in order to not repeat a pattern or in order to grow or achieve a goal, right? To move forward. How do we do that? Well, right now there's so much energy available that gets us in that kind of like, I know what I want and I'm going to make it happen. Um, And then we consciously or unconsciously go to war with ourselves or the part of ourselves that doesn't feel ready Hmm. or doesn't understand why that's changing. Why wouldn't we do the thing we've always done that's always worked? And that part of us needs the softening in order to truly come with us and help us, right? Mm, Yes, that's beautiful. So finding, so like transmuting it into strength and Mm. integrating a lot of shadow work, I think. Is it chat, yeah. is it shadow season? <laughs> 2020 is shadow season. <laughs> it is. I felt I've been feeling that. I mean, it's it's a powerful and potent time and let's not let's not, you know, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I can't wait to get through this year." But I think there's a lot of wow, there's a lot of gifts here too. Yes. So, don't forget to collect the gold, you guys. <laughs> yeah. We, we're alchemizing here in real time, alchemizing in real time. So it's not about being perfect or having the perfect, you know, um, outcome. It's about it's about this this subtle and intense both transformation that's occurring on so many levels, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in the outer world, you know, in politics, in every season of our life, we have change happening. Yeah, and we have the opportunity to make real and lasting change. I think it's it's one of those things where, and right now with the Venus opposition, when I was saying really integrating the heart of everything that's happened, I think this is a really good time to maybe pause and reflect, not on just what's happened this year, but how has it changed you? Mm. As an individual, what have you released? What are you no longer doing? 
and maybe not even because you decided you weren't going to do it. I, at the beginning of the year, there were probably things that you didn't even consider addressing or thinking about or spending time alchemizing and transforming. And as you look back, you see that it's it's just happened. It's been a natural repercussion of everything that's transpired, right? Mm, yeah. And so there's, there's these gifts that I think we will look back on 2020. It'll be a year that we'll never forget. And it'll be a year that changed us potentially for the better. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I think as we feel to heal, it may be a lot of purging and it may feel very unpleasant at times, not all the time, at times. And I would just say, ride it all the way through. Like if an emotion comes up that's unpleasant, track it. Don't make it go away really quickly with a distraction you know, food, Instagram, whatever it is, you know, TV, let the emotions bubble and breathe into them. And and I just, I've been watching myself as it's a lot of, a lot of energy is coming up. It's percolating through my body physically, like as physical energy, like nervous energy or excited energy. And I can just feel it percolating. And I'm like, what is this? But then I'm like, okay, just chill and let's just breathe through this and see what's see what's on the other side of it. So when I do that, what's usually on the other side is a feeling of calmness. But I had to ride the wave for a little bit. Mm, yeah, I was um, journaling about this actually the other night and I had the metaphor a little bit of... Um, <laughs> you know, being a pharmacist, <laughs> I had the metaphor of, of, of pain and also a yoga teacher. A lot of times in, in yin yoga, which is the yoga, the style of yoga where you hold poses for three to five minutes and you really practice softening into discomfort and really becoming familiar with the subtle difference between discomfort and pain. So knowing when the body is signaling a need to move or a need to adjust because if you were to stay in that position if there's any kind of sharp pain or burning um you know any any signs that there could be actually inflammation or something happening then we need to adjust we need to move mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just discomfort a lot of times it's tension it's something that needs us to actually stay and breathe deeper and soften into and so right now it's really important that we listen and lean into the discomfort that we don't run and distract ourselves from the pain or the discomfort and also that we don't force ourselves to sit through pain that could for too long or without other resources or support so that that pain turns into inflammation or disease so mm -hmm. being in too much isolation not having the hydration of connection and support and having somebody to talk to about what we're experiencing that could lead to inflammation right mm. yes yeah it's the, the mind body connection or right the soul body connection the heart body connection i mean the body is you know tuned into our heart mind body and soul and it's true what you just said like i really like how you explained the basically the disease not settling in because you know we have to when i think that's like what disease is it's dis-ease and so making different changes to allow health and energy to flow into our lives and we have to be really creative you know with in doing that in these days and finding a healthy titration with it so titrating in and out of you know, the grief that we're processing or the pain that we're processing or the frustration and, and anger or rage that we're processing. Yeah. Give ourselves a healthy amount of time. And again, that healthy container of investing in a support system, whether that's a therapist, a coach, a healer, whatever that is, um, so that we can know that we're safe to go into those places, to feel through those things. But we won't get stuck there or like you said it won't settle in and cause disease or cause further separation um or further trauma mm -hmm. yeah so it's really this this deep listening to ourselves 
and really staying present and again just softening into what it is that we need um moment to moment really that's beautiful i just wanted to to speak lastly about the masculine um archetype and model that we had spoke about earlier and bringing some light and maybe you know some thoughts about how to support the masculine too through this process because you know women we're much more open to just connecting and saying hey how are you like i'm feeling this i'm feeling that you know and we're in a way we have that fluidity and that openness and i think a lot of masculines you know the old patriarchal way says i'm strong i'm i'm all right but really men struggle with depression when they don't when they are not in health their healthy divine self right so what would you say to that and and these energies that are supporting the breakthrough of the healthy masculine archetype to be reborn definitely i mean i think that if we're going to ask that masculine energy to soften to let go of this unhealthy independence of asking for support i think that we're going to have to look at where we don't feel comfortable with that where where do we say we want a more sensitive masculine but then actually reject or feel triggered when a masculine is in a state of of weakness or needing help like are we okay with witnessing a masculine not being strong and independent mm-hmm. um i think that that's one thing that we can definitely do and then you know as a masculine or as men or how, whoever it's it's really giving you permission to just acknowledge that it's not your fault like it's nobody's fault it's of course of course that there's resistance to asking for help of course you feel pressured to perform a certain to a certain standard of course you feel like you always have to be strong and tough of course of course that's the way you feel that's the society we live in that's the culture we live in and it takes so much courage and so much strength to not let shame you know keep you from coming through that or coming overcoming that or changing that right mm. like be vulnerable and take the lead in this conscious masculine evolution i think takes so much courage right now and also just so much mercy and grace for what what the what that means like what they have against them in a way you know it's not it's not easy so you know they're not a victim of it but um like let's not dismiss the power of of the conditioning and the culture right mm, yeah and i see and i do see a lot of uh, masculines desiring to emerge from these archetypes that that have that are very wounding actually for them it actually hurts them to be in this archetype and wanting to um acknowledging that it's there and then wanting to break free from that archetype because they know that it's damaging yeah know? and i know that so many men are awakening and as they are awakening it's there's a lot of pain because it's like this is all i know like this is what my father did this is how my father talked about women this is not my father um drank and whatever whatever it may be right or this is you know whatever it is i i see it in in the masculines around me that i'm friends with and that i'm close with and that talk about like them trying to overcome these these inherent beliefs that are not even theirs they're not their beliefs but that but the programming is so embedded that it comes out as a natural reaction when triggered yeah i mean i think that the fact that we can name that or they can name that and they can stay away from the just the unhelpful spiral of shame or identifying with the old programming um or taking unnecessary responsibility for that um i think is the first step it's like let's just name that let's name this mm-hmm. you know aim that this is where i come from or this is what i 
have been taught something really beautiful because I've been doing so much internal masculine healing just within my own self and something my coach reflected back to me is you know she which is so powerful and so true is like where in your lineage and your family lineage what generation have you lived to see a healthy role model for masculine mm. and for me it was like there is none there is no healthy masculine mm-hmm. I think I can think of one woman in my lineage mm-hmm. healthy um, feminine masculine integration and expression um, but I think like let's let's really consider the gravity of, of that truth wow. that there are just very small amounts of examples and so the men that are waking up that are really going through this painful transformation and women who are doing it as well you're really cycle breakers <laughs> you, yes. are really, you are the first yeah you are the first and so there's there's a lot of inherent challenge in that of course there is mm. of course it's going to be hard um but they're not alone you know and the more that we can not just say that but really show up to that mm-hmm. is i think that's where our future lives mm. is like the same team and how can we show that how can we stay in in conversation about it that's beautiful beautiful thank you and to you masculine that are listening we love you we support you we know that it's not easy either for you it is not an easy transition it's not you know in my lineage i am also breaking many 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 patternings and it's it's been outrageous you know (laughs) i'm like really you know and it's we are the we are the pattern breakers we are shifting our lineages you know and we're the ones that are changing the cycles by saying okay that has been spinning through my lineage for eons and i i haven't seen anything different but i will carry some a different frequency here and i feel the pain of it and i know it and it runs through me and it spins through me and i get triggered and i am going to clear i'm going to work through this i'm going to soften bring softening to this i'm going to bring awareness to this i'm going to call it out because when i call it out i it loses its power yes especially when we call it out in the presence of somebody else in the safe presence of somebody else to to witness us call that out so Mm -hmm. then you know we also in that moment we transmute and dissolve that energy of shame that could surround potentially calling that out Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is where we kind of set our intentions going into Mars retrograde of like, the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, powerful. The, the healing starts here, the buck stops here. Mars yeah. retrograde. And how long are we doing this for? <laughs> <laughs> We've been in shadow now. For about a month and we enter mars retrograde so it stations retrograde on september 9th it's going to be retrograde until november 13th and then it's actually going to be in aries remain in its post retrograde shadow until january 13th and so we have we've got time we've got the rest of this year this- <laughs> You know, and it's funny because 2020 has obviously been such an intense year, but from a very transparent astrological perspective, this Mars retrograde is the most intense astro- astrological weather for the entire year. So it's almost like everything that's happened has really prepared us for this Did you final just say sp- that it's the most intense entire year? Yeah. Yeah. Silence, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so leading back to where we left off. <laughs> what a perfect cliffhanger. The most <laughs> intense part of the astrology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think we can honor, we can honor the timing. We can honor the synchronicity that it's, it's everything that needs to be said has been said for now. Um, and we've, we've shared so much rich information and conversation. I'm just so grateful that we were able to connect again, Rada. It was always awesome to connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I so honor you as a woman, a wisdom keeper, and an evolutionary astrologer that really ties everything in to a way that we can understand, you know? So thank you for sharing today. and always and just wonderful to hear your voice thank you for joining us you guys we so love and appreciate you and i will add in sarah's information below so you can contact her directly if you'd like your own chart reading yes that'd be awesome thank you everybody and mu much love and welcome to mars retrograde <laughs> Rock. With them. exactly good luck but with that um tune in again i'm sure we'll hop on another conversation about this and how maybe people can cope with these energies as it comes closer so thanks for joining us and bye for now